Welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast. I am your host, Steph, here with Pastor Adam. Hey, hey, I'm glad to be here. Hey, hey, me too. Let's do it. It's better to be here than in some places you could be at, you know? But anyway, we're in the last episode. It's episode 149 of our series, The Art of Being Unordinary. Yeah, we're going to wrap this thing up. So quick recap, if you haven't been listening, of course, you can go back and get the fullness of all of this. Um, I would recommend the first episode in the series the most, which was episode 145. It sets the whole tone of what we're talking about is, is that um, we were not meant to live as Christ followers, and we were not meant to live, we were not saved to live as people who just walk through regular old everyday life, like, you know, day in, day out, day in, day out, day in, day out. Like, it, it, the ordinary. We're meant to live this extraordinary life, and the way you do that is is by doing some unordinary things. That's the whole point. So there's an art to, there's an art to living an unordinary life and doing some things that set you up for these extraordinary things that God wants to do through you, um, as as representatives of Jesus in this world, right? Yeah. In the restorative work of the gospel, there are things that God wants you to be involved in, to, to do through you. You know, like think about, we haven't mentioned this in the series, but but it makes me think, think about, um, uh, we should have mentioned it last time on the last episode, but, but think about the feeding of the 5,000, which by the way, you know, was more like 20,000 people. Anyway, that happens, right? Because there's no all these people here, there's no food to feed them, and Jesus is like, y'all feed them. <laughs> He's like, y'all do the work, and they're like, we ain't got nothing. And and this little boy brings up his little happy meal, right? Yeah. His little his little fish sandwich, lunchable. basically, right? His little lunchable. <laughs> I heard a joke the other day about this, and they said they, they called it a lunchable, and then they rewrote it, and what did they call it? Oh my god, it wasn't a fishable. It was something. It was awesome. I'm trying to think of what it was. Oh man, I wish I could remember. Anyway, maybe I will halfway through this episode. If you remember, he'll say it in the next yes, one. Yes, I will. I will. <laughs> anyway, it was such a good joke. I was like, oh man, that's a good joke. Anyway, um, he was, it was like his little little happy meal, his little lunchable, right? And he gives it. He just gives it. You know, I, I've got this right, which is so crazy to think about, right? Because it's like. That takes want, faith when you, you think about and you it. Want to yeah. look at that, and you would, and it takes risk being. It takes risking being looked at as stupid. Yeah. Right. Because the little boy's handing you a meal that his mama packed for him that morning. Right. Basically. Yeah. And going, maybe we could use this to feed the twenty thousand people that are here. Right. Just almost like you idiot. How's that going to help us? Right. Um. It's pretty crazy, but Jesus takes that thing. He he blesses it. He hands it out. Tells them to feed everybody, and then the miracle actually happens in the hands of the disciples. Right? It yeah. doesn't happen in the hands of Jesus. It happens in their hands as they as they give it away. It begins to be multiplied. This is actually known as the 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 law of the harvest. Mm-hmm. It's one of the laws of the harvest that you see through Scripture. I'm going to teach on this in, in church. You know, soon. Um, in the next few weeks, I think it's like four or five weeks from now, from this moment, I'm going to teach on this law of the harvest ideas, which is why it's probably on my mind. Yeah. But, but it makes me think of that, like, like the, the miracle happened in the hands of the disciples, which was like a preview to what was going to happen when Jesus resurrects and ascends, right? Mm-hmm. And, the, and the Holy Spirit's among them, living in them, that all these miracles, these miraculous works of Jesus, when he's not here, they're happening through the hands of us. 
And that's the whole point. Like he, there are amazing things that he wants to, to use you and I, Christ fought his holy church to do in this world. And the way that you get to that extraordinary life that I'm talking about, like when we say extraordinary life, I'm not talking about prosperity gospel. I'm not talking about you getting everything you want and everything being awesome and you driving around in some Porsche. That's not what I mean. I mean this restorative work of the gospel that's happening in the world around us. People coming to Christ, families being restored, people being healed, mm-hmm. you know, um, people moving from death to life and being saved and, you know, addictions being broken, right? Yeah. All kind, like, Relationships being restored, right? That's right. Moms and dads, kids, and that they're coming back together because the gospel is restoring these things. That's happening in the hands of those who are being Jesus in this world. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So those are the things that He has planned for this extraordinary life, and you don't get there by doing ordinary things. You don't get there by doing ordinary things that everybody else does. You get them by having this, doing these unordinary things. Which, by the way as we've talked about in the series, are incredibly simple. Mm-hmm. So they're they're going to feel ordinary when I say them to you, but they're not because nobody does them, right? And so this this idea of – we're talking about the idea of firsts, right? So the art of being unordinary is knowing and understanding the rule of firsts. And God is all about the rule of firsts because the rule of firsts are a declaration of who you trust, who you follow, who has your today, who has your tomorrow, all those things together, Right? And so what we talked about in the series is let's go through the basics of the first. And these are going to appear to you like, well, duh, aren't Christians supposed to do these? Yes, they are. And they unlock the door to an extraordinary life and to being able to be used in the hand, you know, like, like we were just talking about. But most Christians don't do them. Right. right? And most Christians struggle greatly with them. Mm-hmm. Steph and I have said we've struggled greatly with these things. And so yeah. what we've talked about is so first of the day, right, is get in the Bible, spend time with God, read, pray. Right, first of the day. We also said don't be legalistic because Jesus is slamming some Pharisees over legalism. So let's just make sure we don't do that. That means that you can go pee first, right? Yeah. As soon as you wake up. <laughs> right. Or you know, it's the tone set. But the point is, is that daily, daily, intentionally, I'm going to seek God first, right? And then we said, well, all right, well, let's apply the same principle to first of the week. First of the week, we're going to gather. We're going to gather for corporate worship with the church, right? Yeah. That we're not all separate. We're all one family. The church is not a building. It's a group of people. So we're going to gather, um, and we're going to make that a priority. We're going to make that a non-negotiable. My, As for me and my house, right, as for me and mine, we going to serve the Lord, Lord, right? Yeah. Which means we going to make church a non-negotiable. We going. That's if right. We're, if we have to work because our shifts are weird— we're going online. If we're out of town, we're going to try to find some cool church to go attend, or we're going to go online, right? Like, mm-hmm. and in the world you live in right now, there is no excuse. Like, church is on it's demand. Everywhere. It's on demand. Come yeah. on, right? I mean, it's like churches like Netflix now. You can attend virtually, and you also, by the way, can attend in a way where you connect, not just you consume a message. There's comment threads. There's texting groups. There's all kinds of stuff that happens where you can engage too. Yeah. And so first of the week, first of the week, gather. Last one, we talked about the one everybody struggles with, too, which is first of the month. I'm going to tithe. I'm going to give. I'm going to – and it doesn't matter if it's literally at the first of the month. We're talking about a month in terms of um, you know what you're going to get paid this month or you know what you're expecting, right? And so as you begin to budget, as you look at, all right, what are we going to spend our money on this coming month, right? What do we got going on? What bills are coming up? We're going to make God first in that, right? We're going to declare him first. And then today we're going to talk through pretty fast, probably, 
um, first of the year. So we're going day, week, month, and now year. What do we do? What's what's the unordinary practice that we do the first of the year or so that sets us up to be the hands and feet of Jesus and experience this extraordinary life that he has for us? Yeah. What's the thing we do at the first of the year? And that is fasting. Now, you can fast at any time you want to. There's no rule on this, right? Right. Just like you could tithe any time you want to. You can gather with a church any time you want to, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, can, you can connect with God in prayer and Bible study any time you want to. But the first of the year is a really good time to do this. Mm-hmm. To fast at the beginning of the year, to declare, all right, it's a new year. Because we all do this anyway, don't we? Yeah. I mean, don't we all go into, all right, the ball drops, you know, and the old Lang Syne is playing, and you're watching Dick Clark on the TV, or now it's Ryan Seacrest or whoever it is, right? And, and then you kiss your you kiss your husband the first thing you do. And then at some point in those first days or two, what you're thinking about is, I want to do this differently this year, right? Because it's a new beginning. Yeah. It's a, it's a you know, all right, new start. Mm-hmm. That old year's done. There's a new year here. Um, now, technically, it's no different than the next day or the day after because each day starts a new one-year period cycle, right? So it's not – you know what I mean? Yes. But there's something about the changing of the year that makes us open to or thinking about what I want to do differently this year, right? So, you know, who hadn't had a New Year's resolution, right? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And that's what it is. You know, it's just a, so the reason that it helps the first of the year to fast is because it's a declaration of uh, I want God to be first in this year, right? And it, the fasting doesn't have to start the first day of the year. It's just sometime around the beginning of the year. So we are come actually doing this podcast coming on the heels of just finishing a fast, right? Yes. We just finished last week. Is that right, Steph? Yeah, last, last week. Last Sunday, last Monday, something like yeah, that. Yeah, because we were done. Mon- yeah, Monday yeah, yeah. we were back to normal. Yeah, so last Sunday we were finished. So we just finished a 21-day fast. Now, this particular fast was really simple. This mm-hmm. fast was one meal a day, and during that time, pray for 21 minutes, read for 21 minutes. And this was like a church-wide thing. Now, of course, you can adapt it and do any way you want to, but... I do want to start off by saying when we're talking about fasting, the idea is to deny ourselves physical food so we can in turn instead spend time seeking God with the ache of that I'm hungry, right? Mm-hmm. Theoretically, in practice, being replaced with I'm going to make myself a little hungry so I can be more hungry for God. I'm going to take that yeah. and I'm going to refocus it. And so when we say fast, look, you need to know when we say fast, biblically speaking, fasting is always food. Always food. Mm-hmm. Can you fast from social media? Sure you can, right? That's not a biblical fast, but you can do it. You know what I'm saying? Right? You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with that, though. I mean, there are so many things that we should, all right, I'm going to set this out of my life for a little while so that I can focus more on God. Yeah. So that I can, uh, I, I can, I can clean up my mind. Right? Yes. So I can clean up my heart. You know, there's nothing wrong with any of that, right? But a fast, biblically speaking, is food. Yeah. So what we're talking about is, is you start the first. This is an unordinary thing to do. Mm-hmm. Hardly any Christians fast regularly. Hardly any. That's true. Right? That's really Hardly true. Hardly any. And until I felt a call, I I don't think I'd ever done a fast legitimately until about. Eight eight years ago or so, yeah. when we did our first church wide fast, I had never done one until then. 
But I was like, you know what? There's sort of a if you look through the scriptures, there's a, these these people fasting, right? And if you look at the example of things, there's fasting here. And then we'll show you today too that if you look at what Jesus Jesus assumed we would fast, like it's just a it's just a natural thing. And so I had never done it till about eight years ago, and now it's become an annual thing for us as a church, but also for me and Valerie. And then we found also that we're gonna we're not just fasting at the beginning of the year. We're also fasting randomly when things are when there's struggles that are going on when mm-hmm. there's when there's spiritual battles to fight right when there's when there's all when when, my, when our children are struggling when um, when we got somebody struggling in the church we'll be like hey I'm gonna fast for this person I'm gonna fast and pray for this person for the next day or whatever it may be yeah um, so you can do it any time but the point of it being in the first of the year is it's this declaration of so like. This episode's going to come out. Actually, it's funny. This episode's going to come out like in two days. So, because we're behind a little bit on our recording. Um, so it's still the early. It's still early in the year, right? Yeah. A couple of days from now is still still in February. So start off this, and you probably have already failed your New Year's resolution. Okay, you probably already you probably had a New Year's resolution. You know what? I'm going to work out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and you already have missed one. Okay. Yeah. Or you're going to quit smoking, and you're still smoking, right? Or whatever it may be. Um, you're gonna lose weight, and you still the same weight you were January one. All right, let's, let's, whatever it is, right? Um, we've all done it. I've done it too. Yeah. But it's still the first of the year, so start fasting. Start a fast. Yeah, right? do it. Do it. Just just start it. Right. It's close enough to the beginning of the year, and of course you can do it any time. But this isn't an ordinary thing that it unlocks so many pieces because you are saying, God, I want you more than I want physical food. And so you you change up to where there's this hunger inside of you that it's like, God, I'm willing to risk physical nourishment because I want your nourishment the most. Yeah. And every time we declare God first in those ways, he lifts us up. I don't know what that looks like. I'm not saying blessings are falling down into your lap that you can see. I'm just telling you that you start to be moved into this extraordinary work that 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 the gospel is doing in the world as we speak. And so um, fasts are different. So in the Bible, biblically speaking, we're talking about food, right? Um, have you ever done a social media fast, Steph? Did you? Just, yeah, you I do. One? Every time I've done one, yeah, I combine. Are you the in one now? With it. Or you just no, I it? Yeah. just finished that one, yeah. It was... Um, well, I won't say how long it's been, but it was right. a while. It was a while, yes. And you put sometimes you do them together, like you'll do. I'll combine it. Yeah, yeah. Do Do you feel the difference in the social media fast when you do those? Like every single time, right? I'm very grateful to to for one for the Holy Spirit to be like take a break. Yeah. But two, it really does challenge you to be like, okay. I'm not picking this thing up again. I'm not scrolling this thing. And you know what I mean? You feel that clarity. You feel that like time with Jesus. You really feel it deeper. Isn't I it, feel like. Isn't it funny how if you if if you when you pair fasting with um how, how am I trying to say this? When you fast from anything, right? We know biblically it's food, but when you fast from anything, you all of a sudden have extra time. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I mean, especially like a social media thing. It all of a sudden you got lots of extra time if you're yeah. keeping yourself from going somewhere. All of a sudden, extra time pops up, and then you can seek God first in the at the first of the day or first of the week better because you have now set aside time that you've been doing something else. Right? It's pretty cool. So yeah, the, the act of fasting actually sets you up for um, all the other firsts to be able to happen in your life. Right. 
so that this active first of the year I'm going to fast or whenever it is, it allows you some clarity and some time to restructure and reorder the other priorities that are there, right? Now you have a little more time and focus to be focused on intentionally going, what am I doing with my money? Intentionally going, what am I doing with my, am I going to church every week, right? Yeah. And then also, am I reading my Bible? Am I praying? Am I putting that as the first part of my day? Am I making that a priority? Now all of a sudden you have some extra time to make those happen. Um, it's pretty crucial. So, so in the Bible there are, I got off track. In the Bible, it's fasting's food, and there are one-day fasts in the Bible. You see them happen. You see three-day fasts. You see week-long fasts constantly. Okay. Seven-day fasts. You also see 40-day fasts in scriptures, several of them. Matter of fact, Jesus himself fasts for 40 days at the beginning of his ministry before he does anything, right? So he pops up. He's obscure. He's this obscure Poor, marginalized, regular old, everyday person, mm-hmm. right, from Nazareth, which there's an ongoing joke of Nazareth, nothing good's going to come out of Nazareth type things. That's that's him. Um, and he gets baptized, right? So he shows up. John the Baptist is like, Messiah. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, don't follow me. Follow him. That's who I've been talking about, right? All weird yep. John the Baptist. And then he gets baptized, skies open up, God says, voice booming, descends upon him, spirit descends upon him like a dove. If it's really a dove or the image of a dove, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But um, And then he says, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. And Jesus, you would think that'd be the perfect moment to like jump into ministry, be like, all right, it's time. Let's go heal some folks. Let's go let's cast some demons out, right? I'm here. You just heard it. It just got announced. Mm-hmm. What he does instead is he goes into the wilderness to fast for 40 days and to be tempted by the enemy. Not, he doesn't go fasting and therefore he's tempted. It's like intentional. It's like he right off the bat goes, I'm accomplishing two things right now. I'm fasting for 40 days and I'm being tempted by the enemy. And then he shows us how to defeat the enemy's stuff through that course of tempt. It's really, really neat actually. Yeah. Um, but he fasts for 40 days. So those you see those in the scriptures all the time. And so here's here's where I always go with this. Um, If you're a Christ follower and you are not fasting at all in any way, shape, or form, that is one significant way that you're not following the example of your Savior and Lord, right? And the whole point as a Christian is is we want to be like Jesus, right? He is our Lord and Savior. He is our rabbi, Mm -hmm. right? We are his disciples. The whole point of a disciple was that you followed so well behind the rabbi that their dirt got on you. In other words, meaning whatever they stepped in, it got on you. You followed them so close that you were you looked like them. You became like them. That's the whole point of what we want to do following Jesus, right? And yeah. as we as we follow Jesus, I don't care where you're at in your following of Jesus and your in your spiritual journey, right? Where you're at in this messy walk that we're in. Wherever you're in, you are slowly, steadily becoming more and more like Jesus. That's the whole point. And so if you're not fasting in any way, shape, or form, that is a significant way in which you are not following the pattern that Jesus lays out for us to live, right? Yeah. A big one, because he fasts several times, but he fasts for 40 days at the whole beginning of the whole thing, right? Um, And there's this – you need to understand that it's not just some weird thing. Like Jesus expected – that we would fast. Let me show you this. This is in Matthew 6. We're going to get to more of this in the next um, series that we're about to start. 
The next series we're going to do is sort of bleeds out of this series, but this is Matthew 6, 16 through 18. Watch this. Watch this. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received the reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your father who is unseen and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. All right. So most of the time when people read this verse, they focus in on two things that Jesus says, when you fast, don't be looking all crazy like you're disheveled and you're starving to death, right? Making everybody know this, right? It's a man, I'm starving. Like, oh my gosh. And then he's also kind of saying in the background, too, don't be walking around acting so holy about the fact that you're fasting. That's a good right? point. Yeah. That's what he's saying. Now, here's the part that nobody talks about. The first three words of what you just read is Jesus saying, when you fast, not if you fast. When. When yeah. you fast. That's good. When you fast. So Christians, Jesus is saying to you, hey, look, when you fast, not if you think about it, not when you get around to it, not if you believe in it, not if you want to fool with it, not for you super Christians that fast, right? The rest of you won't, but for you super Christians. That's not what we say. The first three words is (laughs) when you fast. Jesus assumes we would fast. He assumes it. It's, it's It's like we talked about with the tithing and giving thing. Yes. It's like a baseline here, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's just a – this is an expectation, a normal piece. A normal piece of being a Christ follower is that we would be fasting. And what he's saying is is that he assumes that we would fast because we would take the kingdom of God serious enough to want it more than we want anything. That's the whole point, Right. That yep. we would want the kingdom of God, that we would want that we would want God, we would want his holiness, we would want relationship, we would want to be in will, in his will, we would take that really, really serious and that we would want it more than anything. So there would be moments in our life where we would say, repetitive moments where we would say, I'm denying myself basic human nourishment for a short period of time because I want to show God that I'm serious about his kingdom, right? That I care that much. I mean, that's the that's the key thing here. Is he saying when you fast? Mm-hmm. You know, if I took all these things we just talked about, um, how many people are reading their Bible and making prayer a priority at the first of the day? Uh, probably a decent amount. How many people are gathering for worship? That's probably the largest one, right? They go to church. How many uh-huh. people are tithing? That number's pretty low. Historically, ten percent of the church give a hundred percent of the money. Right, but actually, the the stat is more like ten percent of the church give ninety percent of the money. Um, and then when it comes to fasting, though, I can tell you right now, it's hardly anybody. It's hardly anybody actually spending time fasting, taking the kingdom of God serious enough. That's that's not that ain't good for us. It's not. That's not good because Jesus is anything Jesus assumed I would just naturally do. I want to be naturally doing, right? And he and and, and if anything he does. I want to be doing. Like, I want to follow everything he does. Right. So we can't leave out the fact that he starts his entire ministry by starving himself for 40 days. I mean, he's that serious about the kingdom of God. Well, I want to be serious about the kingdom of God, too, which means we've got to fast. And so the way we kind of started this series was we said, what kind of 2023 did you have, right? So we're what kind of 2023 was it? Was it... Were you were you inconsistent in 
placing God first? Were you apathetic in placing God first? Like, were you inconsistent? You tried, but it didn't work out, and you failed a lot? Or were you apathetic, where you just didn't really care? You didn't really think about it? You know, or did you really strive to do that well in 2023? Um, if you were apathetic or you were inconsistent in 2023, what that means is that you were first and the kingdom of God was last, right? If your 2023 was apathetic or inconsistent, you were putting you first a whole lot and you were putting God last, right? Because to put you first is to put God last. And so if you want to see 2024 be differently, if you really want to walk in this extraordinary walk that he's called you to, where when you get up in the morning, it's not just get up, go to work, come home, eat dinner, wash the never-ending clothes and dishes. Next day, get up, go to work, come home, eat dinner, wash the never-ending dishes and clothes, and do it over and over again. If you want to instead be able to get up with purpose, go to work, share, be able to live out and share the gospel in your workplace, see your job more than a job, come home in the evening, know your blessings, use your home as a tool right, for the gospel in this world. Use mm-hmm. your marriage as a tool for the gospel in this world. right? If you want to live that level of an extraordinary life, then you've got to seek him first. That's right. These, or, these seemingly basic things are, are, are ridiculously unordinary. And if you will begin to focus on those things, if you will seek God first, you can actually live that more extraordinary life that we're talking about. It is absolutely doable. This is doable. Like, tell me if I'm honest. Tell me if this is right. Is it doable to assume that we could, no matter what our schedules are, how busy we are, how bad of readers we are, right? Uh, Is it doable to say there's four things I'm going to accomplish, no matter what? Just four. This year, 2024, there's four things. Mm -hmm. I'm going to read my Bible and pray and seek God every day, right? Every day. Doable. That's doable. Because we didn't put no time frame on it. It could be three minutes right now. You know what I mean? Like that's right. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna gather with the church. I'm gonna gather that's with doable. the church. Doable. Very really easy in our culture. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make God first in my finances. That's right. That's definitely doable. Doable. That's literally a budget line item. Yeah. That's all that is. I'm going to fast. That's doable. It's doable. Requires nothing. Yeah. Literally, the whole point of the fast is that it requires nothing. It actually makes you save money if you do a fast that doesn't require food. Now, if you go doing it a it does da- save if you, money. <laughs> if, you, if you go doing a Daniel fast, it might make you spend more money because all that stuff is because it's like you got to be real yeah, strict, yeah, specific, right? You got to buy some stuff you probably don't own. But I mean, all of that's doable. What I'm saying mm-hmm. is, is these things appear to be simple. They are simple, but they are, are unordinary things that people are not doing. And that's why the extraordinary life that Christ has for us is not unlocked. And so if you'll notice, last thought, if you'll notice that almost everything I just said happens outside of the walls of the church, almost all of it. We said one of them. We said 25% of it is gathering with the church, right? Mm -hmm. That all these unordinary things, they are happening not in the hour and a half you allot for church on Sunday morning, right? They are putting God first, majority of them, everywhere else 
Yeah. Outside of the walls of the church. Um, and so it's on, when I say that, it's on, it's on you individually as a Christ follower to put God first. It's not on your pastor to set it up for you to put God first, right? So, you know, to do it for you, to make it happen. To, you know what I mean? Like, I can't read the Bible for you. I, I, can't, I can't make you show up to church. I wish I could. I can't tithe for you. Wish I could. I can't fast for you. I can tell you these things. I can suggest them to you. But except for the one where you're going to be with me at church, I can't make any of these happen for you. You know, one of the things that drives me crazy is when people say something like, well, I just want to be fed. All right. I just want to be fed. All right. I get what you're saying. I get you're saying you want to be connected to a church that's life giving. Therefore, what is being said, preached, taught, led is, is it reinvigorating your spirit. I get it. But what you also are kind of saying when you say that is, I'm a baby and I need to be fed. Yeah. Right. It's well, also sounding like you need someone else to just serve you. Yeah. Yeah. What you really need to do is realize that you've grown and I'm grown. Mm-hmm. And that you need to pull yourself up to the table and feed yourself, right? Truth. Feed yourself. Mm-hmm. So you can get your Bible out and get your fork out and feed yourself, right? Yep. Um, and and these things of, of these acts of first, they set you up to to lead the way in your faith, that you are individually following the Holy Spirit's guide in your life, setting God to be first, not I'm just doing what my pastor says. Right, and then the only thing that I'm really doing is attending church once every, you know, four weeks. <laughs> once every with the average, I told you the average is once every four to six weeks for an hour and a half. Yeah. Right? So, anyway, that's the whole series. We're gonna we're gonna roll from this series into another one about worrying, and so I think they stack up really well together. Yeah. This idea of what you put first, and then leading into um, why that makes worrying wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. Why we should not worry if we are. If we are if we are mastering the art of being unordinary and the law first, then worrying should be something that starts to fall off the table for us. So that's what we're going to roll into next. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, yeah, talked a lot. I don't know how much time we're at. Was it like thirty four minutes, something like that? Maybe yeah, about thirty minutes. That ain't bad. We'll take it. Yeah, we'll take it. We'll take it. The next series <laughs> is going to be a little shorter. Not the first one. I will probably talk a lot on that one, but the rest of them, I think. <laughs> God just got me. <laughs> He's like, don't lie to them people. You know you'd be talking a long time. Uh, <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. I think they'll be short. So yeah. anyway, um, practice the art of first, and you will you will be doing the things that are unordinary, and it will unlock the extraordinary life that God has for you. So Yeah, and be sure to come back to this later in the year. Yep. Because you might need the reminder. I know well. I will. You will. We'll fail. Yes. Right? That's part of it. We fall, right? Mm-hmm. But learning to walk and learning to run requires a whole lot of stumbles along the way. You know That's what I mean? That's right. So learn to walk. And then, of course, feed yourself. Yes. Okay? Feed yourself. You big old baby. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> anyway, y'all have a great one. Thank you, guys. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Messy Walk Podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a good day.